Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Thursday on the opening week of the NFL season, and that means you know it's time to get riled up on the Dallas Cowboys with your man Tom Ryle and your boy Roy White. You can, of course, follow him at Tom Ryle BTB on the Twitter sphere. You can follow me at RW3 and, of course, follow all the great content, bloggingtheboys.com and at bloggingthepoys on the Twitter sphere or any social media platform that you're looking for. And surely, you have been keeping with us as we get you ready for Sunday night football. The Cowboys opener doesn't come for a couple more days, right? So we get football tonight, but we've got to wait for just a few more days, Tom. But with that being said, that gives us plenty of time to opine. With all we've seen from the Cowboys this offseason, with all that we have absorbed, what are our expectations for the opening game of the Cowboys seasons. And before we get into that, though, we do need to give you a bit of an update on the injury front. Some dicey news coming down this week, Tom, as Tyler Smith apparently picked up what the team is describing as a hamstring tweak. He did not practice as of this recording, and that means he hasn't practiced yet this week for the Cowboys. We'll wait to see if that improves it seems like the team is playing it a little coy, Tom, as to whether or not I, – I have the opinion that this is going to come down to a game-time decision given where we've heard this news and where it's taking place. Yeah. The key is going to be does he practice Friday. That's usually the point at which they, they make a decision. Um, so we'll have to see how that works. Uh, if he practices Friday, then it's good news. If he doesn't, it would seem highly doubtful he's going to go. And I just – when I heard – the dreaded word hamstrings, you know, there's not been a happy history with hamstring injuries in the Cowboys. This cost them some serious playing time in the past among their players. So we're going to knock on wood. Um, it does kind of, you know, remind us that the Cowboys will focus on getting their starters to this game healthy and, you know, that they, they mostly accomplished, accomplished that uh, despite the, the little problem with, with Tyler Smith and we hope that's going to work out. But the thing is, because they didn't practice the starters, there's a lot we just haven't seen. Um, you know, uh, I was looking at the giants because now that we're into the regular season, our, we are the pivot podcast or where we really start looking forward to the upcoming game for the week. Um, the giants did play their starting offense for one series. Um, and it was a 10-play, 75-yard touchdown drive, which says to me they saw exactly what they wanted to see. Everything was clicking pretty well against the vanilla defenses and some of the backups they may have been playing against because uh, I don't, I didn't check to see how the uh, their opponent was, was stacking up against them. But we haven't seen that. All we've had for the Cowboy starters are practices. Uh, you know, a couple people uh, 
did see some action just because they're assuming a bigger role. Uh, but, you know, this is going to be the test. This is going to be the debut of the Texas Coast offense, as it's being called, Mike McCarthy's twist on the West Coast offense. And we, you know, we just got to see. We've seen them working it with Will Greer and Cooper Rush in preseason. And there were times it looked pretty – I mean, in the last preseason game, it was humming. But now we're going to find out how is it going to work with the starters. And, you know, we have to kind of hold our breath a little bit. Let's see. Uh, will there be some rust? Will they have a little awkwardness out there playing against live competition for the first time? So, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting time, but it's a little bit nerve-wracking for us Cowboys fans. Well, uh, you know, I think those two pieces are coming together because Cowboys fans are feeling like this is one of, if not the best team that the team has put on the field in some time. And that always makes Cowboys fans apprehensive because whenever we have a great team, there seems to be something that comes down the line that derails the season, whether that be uh, injury to the starting quarterback that has done it or just an abysmal, unexplainable playoff performance that saw things halted in kind of a dramatic fashion. We want things to be different this time around. And when it comes to the Cowboys starting their season against the New York Giants, things have gone pretty well for them uh, as of late. Dak Prescott historically owns the New York Giants, and the Cowboys have fared well in this place. Interestingly enough, Tom, I think as one of our own uh, individuals, I, I think it was Brandon Brandon Laurie who put it out there, but if I'm attributing it to the wrong individual, I do apologize to those of the great group at Blogging the Boys. But they essentially said that uh, the last five times the Cowboys have started the season 1-0, and they actually wound up not making playoffs, whereas the last six times they've started 0-1, they've made the playoffs in five of those seasons. So it's an interesting just thought to put out there. Surely no one's wanting the Cowboys to start the season at 1-0, but maybe it's not all doom and gloom if it doesn't look the way we want it to. I will say, though, Tom, I think the fan base will be undeniably impatient if yes. the Cowboys' offense doesn't come out on Sunday and look extremely strong within the first quarter or two. Right? Yeah. I think they probably need to put somewhere between 14 and 20 points on the board for people to be feeling like this is moving in a positive direction. Otherwise, it could get real dicey there on Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, you're talking about before halftime. Yes. And I, I kind of agree. They need to come out hot, um, you know, or at least get get their feet under them really fast, at least after a, a series or two start clicking out there. Uh, and, you know, if you're talking his, historical trends, you know, Dallas has, has – coming in off of two 12 and five seasons or two 12 win seasons, rather that's hard to maintain. That's hard to, to keep a string like that going. Uh, the giants seem to be a team on the rise after they kind of surprised everyone making the playoffs last year. So uh, it, the NFC East is suddenly looking like one of the toughest divisions of football again. And that's, that always makes for an interesting season. It can be an entertaining season. It can also be, frustrating depending upon how it plays out 
But we're, another thing that I'm really trying to watch is what's going to happen with, uh, with Dak fitting into this. I think that this whole move to a, a different way of running the offense was Mike McCarthy trying to tailor his offense and his scheme to the talents of his quarterback and the, the people around him. Um, you know, it's, I just, this just seems to fit Dax mobile. He's, he's pretty good at making some quick decisions. He doesn't do so well. If you ask him to be a drop back passer and, and wait for a, a, a route to develop, uh, you know, and that to me is kind of, I think a strength that, that Mike McCarthy might be bringing to this in his willingness to adapt, uh, you know, because if, if you're going to look at it, quite quite frankly, um, I don't think Kellen Moore did it that way. I think he had a tendency to have – he had his offense, which his thinking was to run it the way he it ran when he was at Boise State, kind of fitting his, his talents. And he wasn't flexible. And so, you know, I think McCarthy is going to try to do something better about that. Uh, this is going to be their first, you know, they're going into battle for real the first time, the first trial by fire, as I put it. And, you know, we're going to have to see how it all fits. Uh, there are a lot of new pieces on offense. You know, they don't have Dalton Schultz. So Jake Ferguson is the new uh, tight end one. Tony Pollard's the new running back one. They've got Brandon Coates being folded in. Jalen Tolbert looks like he's going to have a much bigger role this year uh, coming coming off of his rather dismal rookie season. We've got the 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 new guys. We'll talk some more about the new guys in a minute, but uh, this is, you know, this to me is going to be a focus early on. You know, you're going to want to see how they get. You, you, we, you know, well, I'll talk about the defense in a minute too. I don't want to keep jumping ahead of myself. Yeah, well, just in regards to the fit for Dak Prescott, right? I mean, I think we all – even the supporters that you and I are of Dak Prescott would admit that there are some deficiencies, some holes in his game. And I think one of the things that you mentioned when plays get extended, Dak sometimes I feel like can struggle a little bit with indecisive decisions or perhaps forcing the ball into different places, or maybe just, you know, holding it too long. I think there were times that he was guilty of that last season as well. The way that this offense is built specifically with the talent, that they've brought in, right? Brandon Cooks to, uh, you know, give them a weapon they didn't have a year ago, a guy that can take the top off the defense. But in addition to that, folding in, I think, the Cavante Turpin and, and what he may be able to bring to the table, incorporating Deuce Vaughn and Tony Pollard out of the backfield in some quick pass, you know, situations, that can loosen up a defense as we've seen in the past. And it maybe means that Dak Prescott isn't going to look as proficient as a passer. But by the end of the game, I think his statistics may wind up being better than they were a year ago because, you know, he gets the ball to Tony Pollard out on the wing. He runs 15 yards down the field. That's a 15-yard pass for Dak Prescott in the stat book, right? It may not look as exciting as it has before in terms of, you know, hucking the ball 20, 25 yards down the field consistently. But I think the offense is going, the quick strike is what I'm going to look for. 
Are they making quick decisions? Are they going through first or second reads? And is Mike McCarthy also adding that those wrinkles that confuse and make defenses like look foolish? Because I don't think we saw any or if at all of that from Kellen Moore, where he looked like he just completely flummoxed a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping that Mike McCarthy's wiliness, his experience, is going to pay off on that. Uh, something else that folds into then that, of course, we've been worried about since the end of last season. Uh, since the, the day it ended, we started asking, what about the offensive line? Now, they have five very good starters, but already we're facing that uneasiness about one of the starters being in, injured because the depth is suspect, really suspect right now. We don't have anyone that we really have can say we've got a lot of confidence in backing up the starters. Um, you know, if something happens to, uh, to Tyler and he doesn't come in and play on Sunday, then it's probably going to be a seam Richard or TJ Bass. There's a lot of debate over who would really step in and take that. People seem to think that Bass may actually be a little ahead in being ready for the game. And I think that's one of the another reason maybe that McCarthy is looking at this particular offense because the West Coast doesn't require them to hold their blocks a long time. The idea is to get the ball out fast, move the quarterback around, and that can cover a lot of flaws on the offensive line if they're doing that. Uh, we'll see how the run blocking works out, but frankly, I think there's uh, the Cowboys may be better at run blocking than pass blocking. Uh, when you really look at it, like I think that's Terrence Steele's strength, for instance. He's a monster run blocking. He's good enough pass blocking, but you get him in going in the run game, and you can get some chunk plays if you've got some good running backs coming behind him. No doubt about it. Well, it was good news, at least, that we got the news that Terrence Steele had signed that extension with the Cowboys, so we should at least note that. He's going to be here for another four years. The Cowboys get him locked up. But if Tyler Smith can't go in this game, Tom, that means they're only going to dress seven offensive linemen. And that also has me just a little bit nervous. I am wow. hoping, just like you, that Mike McCarthy's offense can somewhat mitigate that. And perhaps that was the hope. That was the design. That was why they didn't go out and invest a lot of their draft capital or free agency capital in trying to address this issue because perhaps they figured they were going to address it through the change in the offensive scheme. Either way, I though. It's major concerning if Tyler Smith can't go on yeah. Sunday. To Without me. looking at the practice squad roster real quick, I wouldn't be surprised if they called. That was one of their call-ups was to get okay. some more offensive line depth. Uh, I would certainly be thinking long and hard about it. Now, Sean Harlow or Eric Bostic, Brock Hoffman, yeah. all names that could potentially be amongst that group. Yeah. Um, now – We've all got a lot of faith in the defense, and, and the defense really seems to have a lot of talent. Uh, and, you know, if you, you look at it, that they're not going to use a lot of linebackers. I think they're in really good shape on defense. But there's a thing called regression to the mean. Uh, the Cowboys have had a really great year uh, defensively last year in some aspects. They've been turnover machines for a couple of years now. But – it's hard to maintain that consistency on defense. It just it it isn't is it doesn't work as well as it does on offense. If you've got a strong offense and you bring back a lot of your players, you have a lot of continuation 
on defense, there's so much randomness. There's so much chance involved that you just, even if they're really the same players, they're playing well, they've added some new talent, the end results might not look as good uh, in the end. So, you know, we have to kind of hope that they can keep this together. Now, I do think they're going to keep Daniel Jones scrambling around back there. I I don't think they have, uh, you know, great receiving options outside of Darren Wall or their tight end, but they still got Saquon Barkley and he's healthy. You know, we don't know how long that's last, but this is the first game. He's healthy. He's going to be ready to go out there and show the world something. And so they can't let him gouge them. No doubt about it. Uh, they cannot take one, do what he's capable of doing. Here, really important. You know, the linebackers. This past season. Yeah, the line. The linebackers are going to have to be good. So, this is you know you cannot look past the Giants. That just does not you know that that's just a possible disaster. So, we've got that. But you know, let's let's look at something just kind of exciting. There's some new talent that I think we're all just dying to see on the field. You know, we had Brandon Cooks coming in. How is this new uh, receiving core of of C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallops, and Cooks with Jalen Tolbert probably as the fourth guy getting a pretty decent chunk of snaps to give the other guys a little break? How are they going to look? Is that going to have good chemistry with them? Stephon Gilmore came in. He's an upgrade in the uh, secondary. And Jordan Lewis was practicing. He was a full participant. So the secondary looks like they're going to be in pretty good shape, even though Donovan Wilson doesn't look like he's going to be ready to go. Um, I just, you know, I think that that's, those are going to work out. Mozzie Smith, bless his heart, is going to be under the microscope. And I did not mean that in the negative way it can be said down here in Texas. Uh that's just your first-round pick for the Cowboys. But he doesn't have to carry the load off the bat. Jonathan Hankins, he's going to be the starter. Mozzie Smith is going to learn. So it's going to be really exciting to see. Luke Schoonmaker and the other rookies are going to be buried on the depth chart. But I'm watching the running backs. God, I'm so excited to see what the running backs do. Tony Pallard's taking off as the, the, the running back one. But what are they going to do? Rico Dowdle's going to get his chance, finally. After like seven carries in the three years he's been with the organization, he's going to have a chance to come in and spell Pollard and get some some work on the field. And then you've got Deuce Vaughn and Hunter Lepke, two completely different players, two guys that they can do that Mike McCarthy can get very creative with if he wants to. And I think he's going to have a little package of plays, especially for Vaughn. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Lepke get get three or four plays just called just for him to go out and see what they can do. Yeah, same. I kind of see them approaching the run game as almost like a, maybe a 65 split for Tony Pollard, and then that remaining 35% gets split three ways. Yeah. And that's kind of how they may be able to manage it, because I, I do agree. I don't necessarily think that Rico Dowdle is going to be that surefire number two, every you know third down back, what have you. I think they're going to find a way to wrinkle and deuce and perhaps uh Kevontae Turpin a little bit as well in terms of some running plays. I still I'm I'm curious as to how they will approach that because if they don't use him in that fashion this way, well then all all the hype that we got about him in the preseason 
it's going to be hard for me to believe that that's going to come to fruition as a pass catcher. I just don't know that, you know, as much as, you know, Dak was pouring over him looking like the fastest guy in the preseason, right, of all the wide receivers that they had, I wonder what his role is going to be if he's not involved in the run game to any degree. So I'm kind of expecting to see that as well, out of Kevontae Turpin and company. Yeah. And the final final thing is this is just a pleasant wish for everybody. Let's hope we have something fun that happens. Uh, you know, you mentioned Kevontae Turpin. Maybe he'll house one. We've been waiting to see him do that in a regular season game. Maybe he's going to do it to start the season. Maybe we'll have one of those big defensive linemen get a hold of the ball on a turnover and score, you know, something like that. Maybe it'll be somebody really stepping up, like Jake Ferguson uh, catches a couple of touchdowns and really is kind of an offensive standout. Or, you know, just something like Brandon Aubrey going out there and coolly nailing a 50-plus yarder at the end of the second half just to show people that he can perform like that at a point where maybe the game isn't on the line. Just something unexpected that helps the team. I would love to see that, and I just hope we don't see something unexpectedly bad. Well, the last times that the Cowboys have played against the Giants there in the Meadowlands, things have gone rather well for them. So we can take solace in the thought that perhaps that will be the case again. But again, it's an entirely different season. New players on both sides of the ball. And at least to the Giants' credit from an injury standpoint, right, they might actually be in a better position than the Cowboys because they don't have any significant injuries to be concerned about currently everybody on their team basically is practicing in a limited or full capacity so the cowboys are going to get their best punch from the giants there on sunday night and we'll see if it's any type of different giants team and giants organization i, I feel confident the cowboys are going to go into this game on sunday night and handle their business they've done it many times in the past and i don't feel like the giants you know especially with last season i feel like their regression to the mean is coming and it is coming in the fashion of probably missing out on the playoffs. They didn't upgrade any of their significant skill positions other than Darren Waller. And while he is an excellent piece, the Cowboys have had a player all along that they feel like is the tight end eraser in J. Ron Curse. So that's another matchup that I will be you know, exceedingly interested in seeing how it plays out. How will they potentially match up, you know, uh Demarcus Lawrence and and uh Micah to counteract what Saquon is doing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that chess game goes, but I got to say like the Cowboys cannot let that wide receiving group, right. Of Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton names. You probably have thought about and remembered for the giants for all these years. They're still there and they're still the number one guys. There is one player that I think the Cowboys should perhaps be mindful of just because he's been getting a little bit of hype there with the giants. And that's Jalen Hyatt, a guy that, a uh, young player they just drafted here this offseason, a player they have a lot of expectations for and has made some noise there in the preseason, has a lot of speed, can get behind a defense. The Cowboys cannot let that happen on Sunday night if they want to come away and handle business and go into week two with a victory. Let's hope so. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that we always want to see that's always the most fun is to get a win and don't get any significant injuries. But that's just a given. We all know that. So we tried to mention some things to look forward to for people to be watching during the game. Uh, just rejoice. Football season begins now.
Tell us what you're hoping to see, right? If we didn't get to it, we'd love to hear from you there on social media, both on Twitter. You can hit us up on Instagram as well. I'm also on that front, Tom, uh, which I never mentioned, but I'll do so now because, hey, got to promote our own stuff. So at RW3 on Twitter, at TomRawBTB as well, and at Blogging the Boys to find all the greatest content. Make sure you hit subscribe to that YouTube channel as well because we will have pre- and post-game reaction both for this game on Sunday night and all season long for you. So for Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next Thursday.